Hey guys, Daisy Kane here. Welcome to another episode of the Awkward Black Nerd Podcast. Hopefully your summer has been treating you well. Mine's been pretty decent. I mean, me and the family, we've been making the most out of it, despite the unusually strange weather um, here in upstate New York. It's either been like hot, like too hot to like fully enjoy being outside for long periods of time and just, you know, do fun summer outdoor crap. Or it's been like raining like a lot. But luckily, like the past couple of days have actually been pretty decent. And hopefully it'll be decent this weekend so we can actually do something like go to the park or whatever. But um enough about that trivial stuff. Um with being inside, um I've had a lot of time to catch up on movies. Um like a lot of you guys, especially during the pandemic last um last year rolling into this year and um I actually came across this trailer last night for the movie Kate and it actually caught my attention a lot because it was um one it was an action film two it was um it had a female lead and three just like the trailer itself looked pretty cool and I've noticed there's been this trend lately where there's been a lot of female um action leads I know like there was like a um trend of it like briefly in the 90s um to anybody that's around my age group you'll remember women like Linda Hamilton and you know the Terminator series um Sigourney Weaver in the Alien series um to go really really old school what was that um kickboxer's name Cynthia um Rothrock I probably said the name wrong but that just shows how old I am but um and then like we can go to like you know I guess like a little later than that with women like Angelina Jolie, you know, Laura Croft and other things. And plus, um, Charlize Theron, even besides the Mad Max, she did other things too. Um, like Atomic Blonde and she was in something else too. But like I said, Hollywood, it looks like, especially now Hollywood has been embracing or embracing more female driven action films. And like I said, it's been pretty popular this summer. So I decided today to discuss three films that have been pretty popular, like especially this past month. That I know they've been popping up like on other um, other podcasts and other forms of social media, especially like um, Black Widow, who's been like a huge talk with the lawsuit um, with Disney going on and things like that. So I figured today I will talk about these three top um these three movies that have come out this past summer that have really brought um drew my attention and I'll give I'll try not to go like into like deep deep discussions about them I'll try not to like go on a huge harangue but I do want to give like brief reviews so I will say before I get started there is going to be some spoilers so but I've got to try my best not to really spoil it although with Black Widow by now you should kind of already seen it if not you know I suggest you do see it and also so I'm going to be reviewing or I'm going to be discussing the movie Black Widow and then I'm also going to be discussing the movie Jolt which is starring um Kate Beckinsale it's available on Amazon Prime and the final movie I'm going to be discussing is Gunpowder Milkshake which stars um Karen Gillan I probably I always mispronounce her last name and it has like stars like um Lena Headey and Angela Bassett, and that's available on Netflix. Now, before I get started with the first film, which is the Black Widow film, I will, I'm not gonna really try to get into my opinion about the current lawsuit that Scarlett Johansson has going on, because one, I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody else has drawn their own opinions about it. And two, I'm kinda like, it's not that I'm indifferent about it, it's just I kinda see 
where she's coming from, but then it's also like, I can't help but to give her the side eye. So that's why I kind of don't want to discuss it. So that'll be the only mention I have of that, of that, but feel free to like in the comments, give your personal opinion about it. If you have an opinion about it, cause I'm curious to see what you guys think about the whole thing. So, but let's just brush past that. So as of right now, I'm going to be talking about the first film, um, Black Widow, like I said, starring Scarlett Johansson, uh, Florence Pugh, who is, I believe is my spirit animal. It also stars um, David Harbour and Rachel Weisz. Um, it was directed by Kate Shortland. It's considered rated, ugh, it's considered rated PG-13. Um, it was finally released in July of this year. As we all know, there's been like delay after delay after delay, but it was finally released this past July. Um, I believe the estimated budget was originally 200 million, but I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to get into what it actually drew in the box office because again, that kind of ties into the whole lawsuit and nobody needs to hear all those boring numbers. Um, I know the runtime was officially like two hours and 15 minutes, which is typical for like a Marvel film. And basically, this falls in the if we're going by the MCU timeline, it falls right it falls in right after Civil War, like after the fallout of Civil War, and it's right before Infinity War. So this is kind of explains what Black Widow was doing right after the fallout with, you know, the Sokovia Accords and Iron Man and everything that happened, like with her helping Steve and Bucky get away and all that stuff. So this is just basically shows what she was doing in that time frame. And um overall I personally loved it. I've always been a fan of Black Widow. Um I'm actually catching up on some of her comic books right now. Just like some of her storylines. Like I read a couple before before like the movie was even mentioned. But once the movie was like getting traction, like I got recommended some other um, collect, um uh, some other books to read just to get a sense of who she really is and as a character I really enjoyed her a lot and like at first I will admit when Scarlett Johansson got cast I wasn't really feeling it at first but then I think once I saw her in Avengers like the first one I was kind of like okay cool maybe this could work and you know eventually she just grew to be one of those characters like she is part of the original six as far as like you know the mcu and i think this movie was a perfect send-off for that character and one of the first um i like for like i said overall i liked it was it great yeah i mean it was better than a lot of people were like giving it credit for because i feel like people were just trying to discredit it before even like seeing it and I was willing to give it a fair chance and I'm glad I did because like I said I liked it I loved um the action sequences were good I mean of course it's like a you know comic book movie so when Black Widow did take some of those falls were just like really no damage whatever you know you should have died from that but again it's the MCU so you know and ironically you know she does eventually die but we're not gonna I'm rambling anyway so I did like the action sequences not even just with her um just there was a lot of action sequences with like the other like widows and things like that it was like fast paced but it was easy like to like you couldn't get lost in the mix with like I guess following everything so there was that I also liked um I kind of like the overall message about I guess like female empowerment because um not to give too much away but basically you know with I mean if anybody that follows this like you know like the whole the purpose of the black widows and stuff and basically it's like a whole mind control thing and 
I kind of like how the big bad kind of explain like their purpose in the world and their creation. And I like how once they broke control of that, it just kind of gave this message where, you know, females can pretty much do anything, you know, like once they don't have that, like once they're not under mind control anymore, it'd be kind of nice to know what they did with that power because, you know, I guess if that makes any sense, I feel like I'm rambling at that point too. (laughs) I also love, um, Florence Pugh's character, Yelena. Like I said, she's my spirit animal. I love her character. Like, I love how they played it to where you could have put it to where her and Natasha were against each other, but thankfully they made it work. They put it to where they were working together. And even though they were like, even though they weren't really family, it was just all a ruse. She still in her heart viewed her as her sister. And I like, I just liked their dynamic and I just liked her as a character period because she just, she just lit up the screen and I can't wait to see how her character develops in the MCU because, um, spoiler alert, there's like, um, a post credit scene where they set it up to where she, I think she's going to be tied into the Hawkeye movie. I'm not sure, but I love, that's another thing I love too. Like the, um, post credit scene was how she gets tied into the MCU and I love that they're doing a continuation of that character and I love that um, Madam Hydra made another appearance as well. Um, I also love the beginning, um, the beginning credit song in the movie. Like it was, it was a cover of "Smells Like Teen Spirit," but I loved the slow down, like tempo of it. And I think it's by um, Think Up Anger. I know the person singing it is Malia J. Um, and like I said, I also love the the tie into the MCU. I know like when the Black Widow movie first came out, everybody was having their own like strange stipulation um speculations about how or where this was gonna fall in the timeline. I remember some people were saying, Oh, well maybe she had the time like one of the Infinity Stones, because people were swearing they saw it in like the first trailer, like and they were like, well, maybe she jumped the timeline, blah, blah, blah. And I'm sitting there going, that makes no sense. And people were saying, well, it's in the past. Maybe it's before she joined the Avengers. So thankfully, like the way you finally reveal where it was on the timeline, it was a good tie into the MCU. And like I said, it was a great, um, it was a great way to tie up the story, especially like to, I guess the very last and like the last part where you see her like right before she helps Steve break everybody else out of the raft and I like the chemistry she had with the um with the person that helped her get the Quinjet it was um I guess the guy's name the character's name was Mason it's played by um an actor called O.T. Fat um Fag Benel I probably butchered that last name I'm sorry but I love the chemistry they had because it's obvious that he likes her and she likes him too but I love like like Natasha's nature she's very flirtatious and she's just I do feel bad for him though because he did get friend zone and yeah, obviously he didn't never got a chance with her. But I just love the chemistry they had because even though it was obvious that he was interested, he was still willing to help and not, you know, be a dick about it or you know, hang it over her head or whatever. I just like the chemistry they had, so <laughs> that makes any sense. It sounds like I'm rambling again. Um But I'm not saying there wasn't some things that I didn't like about the movie. I mean like I said, it wasn't perfect, but it wasn't a terrible, it wasn't the most terrible movie in the MCU. 
there's like worse movies and like in the MCU personally, but there were some things I didn't like. Like for example, I don't like how they handle Taskmaster. They, there was so much potential for that. And just to find out like the big reveal was, I get what they were saying. Cause it's kind of the tie in with like, I guess the whole, you know, female empowerment thing. But I feel like it was such a letdown because I feel like that was such a, like, that was a, such a waste of a character. And that was just a little disappointing. Um, also the big bad, because I come to find out, come to find out Taskmaster is the long lost daughter of the big bad. And it kind of, and like the whole tie in with Budapest and all that stuff. So I will say, I like how it tied into Budapest. Like, you know, the whole, I mean, anybody that's a fan of the MCU knows what I'm talking about. However, it's just, it was still kind of disappointing. Even like the big bad, what he was doing was effed up and I get that part, but he, he wasn't as menacing as other past, like, I guess, villains in the MCU. So there's that too. And plus there was just some things that kind of like, there was like a lot of um, like unanswered questions. Like, like I said, I mentioned the widows before and I mentioned how like they broke creative mind control, but it's just with all those women like out, like cut loose, it's just an unanswered question that you don't know where they went. And then I'm trying to think like, well, they are trained assassins. Do a lot of them just go back to that life? Cause it's the only thing they know. It's just, that was kind of like up in the air and maybe I'm overanalyzing it, but then I heard other people bring up that same question. So I'm just thinking that could have just been tied up another way or maybe it will down the road, but still just, it just kind of that lingering part just kind of just kills me. And also, all right, before anybody comes at me, I'm not saying that the Red Guardian wasn't a good character because he was. He was very comical. I liked him. It's just, I know I need to do more research and stuff. It's just, I don't know. It's just something about, <laughs> it's just something about like, I'm trying to figure out, did he really fight Captain America? Because, because of the whole, you know, um, alternate timeline when you know Steve was putting the other stones back and he decided to have a life with Peggy like did that branch off into something else because remember he was um remember Red Guardian was saying well I fought him in the 80s and somebody called bullshit on it because yeah it was kind of bullshit because remember homeboy was in ice so like that just kind of bothered me a little bit and just like I don't know maybe that'll get answered too or just uh maybe that'll just be a running joke that we'll never know and um I did like his relationship with um, Melina, although like her, her involvement with everything kind of like rubbed me the wrong way too. Cause I mean, eventually she does turn around and do the right thing, but I'm trying to think like, is she one of those characters where she rides the line of doing the right thing, but she doesn't mind, you know, getting her hands dirty or like things like that. And it, like, you kind of don't know what happens to her after everything went down too. So like I said, maybe that'll be one of those things that they answer, um, down the road with everything happening in phase four and phase five and all the other stuff but like I said overall I thought it was a great movie um it's something I would definitely watch again it was a great send-off for the character and I guess definitely with everything going on now it's safe to say Scarlett Johansson is definitely not coming back to the MCU and especially since it was a great setup for um Yelena being the next um widow in the MCU so I will say for the most part I enjoyed it and I suggest you guys watch it too. Um, it's definitely available on Disney plus at this point. I think you can watch it for free at this point. If not, it should be available like definitely sometime this month. And, um, when we come back from the break, I will get into 
my second opinion on the movie Jolt that is available on Amazon Prime. And we're back. Um, so the next film I'm going to be discussing is Jolt. It is starring Kate Beckinsale. It also has Jai Courtney. Um, or Jay Courtney. I never know how to pronounce his name. He plays Captain Boomerang. And he was also in like the last Die Hard movie. Australian actor. <laughs> um, it also stars um, Stanley Tucci. Laverne Cox. Who I absolutely love. Um, Bobby Cannavale. And David Bradley, who um, is actually Kate Beckinsale's like godfather, which I thought was interesting. Um, the director was Tanya Wexler. It's a rated R movie for action and adult themes and sexual themes. Not many though, but yeah. Um, and it was released um, July 23rd, although I remember watching it maybe like a day or two later. I, no, I did watch it on my birthday because basically from her birthday, we just stayed at home, ate cake. And just sat and watched movies and it was everything that I loved because I kind of celebrated the day before by getting a tattoo and yada yada yada. Um, but like I said, it's on Amazon Prime. Um, the runtime is about like an hour, hour 30 minutes and it was a, it was pretty fast paced. Like there's no lull, like no dragging or any lulls like that, which is pretty decent. Um, so, and I actually like the premise of it because Kate Beckinsale plays this woman named Lindy who has intermittent explosive disorder. And basically that means that it, um, just the slightest annoyance, like you could be chewing your gum loud, you be tapping your feet, just like, you know, little things that annoys all like, you know, people that, you know, I don't know, just like tiny things. Like for me, it's like loud noises or when people like talk incredibly loud when it's not necessarily like tiny things like that get her to like just explode and because her body is producing a large amount of cortisol and with that like she just gets these angry like these angry bursts and it actually also makes her stronger faster and more agile than the average person so there's that and basically she she meets this guy and well actually basically like throughout her whole life she tried to go through all these treatments and therapy things to try to control her condition and eventually like as an adult she comes across this doctor who like basically introduces her to shock therapy like every time she has like a feels an episode coming on like she has all these electrodes and things like hooked to her and so she has this little button where she gives herself like a like a quick jolt and it kind of controls her cortisol level I guess so it kind of controls her you know episodes and so she's seeing a doctor and a doctor's trying to get her to you know just interact with normal society because of her condition you know it's obviously she can't deal with being around people but he encourages her to like start you know doing normal things like going out on dates and stuff and she goes out on a date with this guy who's played by um jay courtney like i said or jai courtney whatever and she tells him about her condition she actually really likes him and you know they end up they end up forming some kind of relationship and then he ends up getting killed supposedly and she's heartbroken because it was the first time ever that she felt like a true connection with someone so she takes it she takes it upon herself to figure out what happened and it takes her down this takes her down this crazy adventure of like a rabbit hole of dark and crazy shit and for the most part I loved it 
I mean, for the most part, I liked it. I won't say I loved it, but I did like it because I did like the main character. I did like that she was very, like, she was very flawed and she had a sharp tongue and she didn't give zero fucks. And, like, she was pretty badass. And they could have played it to where she could have been, like, over the top and just, like, a caricature of, like, you know, like an angry woman. But I think the way she was written was pretty decent like I said Kate Beckinsale is like a great actress and she really held this role very well I did love the action sequences like it's a violent movie but I love when it's done in like an entertaining way and to me it definitely was and um like I said I love the humor too like she's pretty sharp tongue and there's like there's a couple of scenes where it's kind of or I won't say it's not cartoony because there was one scene where she's, I don't want to give too much away, but there's one scene where she's trying to get away from a cop and how she kind of gets away is just ridiculous, but it's funny at the same time. So there's a lot of humor in it and it kind of pushes the story along a little bit. However, there were some things I didn't like about the movie. Like for example, like as the movie did progress and she gets closer and closer to whoever is really responsible for everything that's happened you kind of see like the movie starts to like lose its steam and lose its momentum a little bit and right before it gets to like the very last act I guess that when you find out everything that happened it kind of like street like everything kind of screeches to a halt and when you find out like the truth about everything you're like really come on so I guess like the way they handled like I guess the final plot twist is like a little bit predictable but it was also kind of mediocre and I will say this like maybe a lot of it had to do with um I guess I'll just call him by his character's name because I feel like I'm butchering his like real name Jay Courtney like I think his name in the movie was like Justin and like I feel like he was just especially towards the end like in the beginning like I liked him a lot but then in the end like when he pops up you're just kind of like, damn it, I liked you in the beginning. And I get it, you're trying to be like a dick and you're trying to be a badass and show you true colors. But I feel like this is the problem I have with him as an actor. It's like, I like him in some roles, but like, there's a couple where I'm just like, you are trying too hard and this is one of those roles. And plus, like, I kind of didn't like his explanation of why he did what he did or his explanation of everything like it kind of went over my head a little bit and it kind of that's kind of one of the other reasons why I didn't like the movie um and plus there was like speaking of like men there was like kind of the predictability about um Bobby Carnival's character he had um he is obviously going soft on Lindy and there's like this thing where you know cop doing a nice thing for a woman because she's pretty but he won't admit that and I thought that was kind of predictable too because obviously she's not interested whatsoever especially in the end where like they do come to common ground he asked her out and she's like yeah sure but I'm like center's thinking dude you don't stand a chance so I feel like they didn't really need to insert that in there but it is what it is because I guess they kind of did because they needed one cop to believe her and one cop not to but I feel like they could have played that out a different way um but and like I said it kind of I'm trying to think because I'm trying not to go on a harangue and like I said I, I it wasn't a bad movie and then like they actually set it up for a sequel but like I said like there was just too many unanswered questions like again like I don't know why she was set up I mean I kind of know why she was set up but I don't know, like, what organ... Because basically, 
it comes down to like oh, I was trying not to do a spoiler, but basically it comes down to she was set up to kill the big bad anyway, and basically like she was set up to like I guess the doc like the doctor she was working with like basically pulled her for like experiment, like he was just basically using her as like a um what's the word I want to use? I guess a lab rat or whatever. And, like, because in the end, like, he gets arrested and he gets, like, you know, caught for doing these experiments on other women. So, because basically what he was doing was illegal as fuck, I guess. And, like, she comes across, like, when she goes, like, this part I don't get either. Like, early in the movie, her apartment gets blown up and I guess she returns there, like, at the end. I don't know what the fuck she was looking for because I'm like, whatever. But when she goes back to her apartment, she sees, like, this doctor who's played by Susan Sarandon, and it was one of the doctors that treated her as a child that knew of her condition, and she was basically encouraging her, saying, you know, if you tap into that rage, there's nothing you can't do. And it kind of sets up for the sequel, but I'm sitting there going, alright, so, are you trying to make her work for an organization? Are you going to make her an assassin? What the fuck's going on? Because, again, like, I guess, Justin was working for that organization because the doctor said oh what well, what he was doing he went rogue we knew nothing about that and I'm sitting there going well who the fuck y'all work for it's like I felt like that could have been explained a little bit better but maybe that'll be explained in the sequel because I don't know if there's gonna be a sequel but they did set up for one um but like I said overall it was a decent movie like I love the action sequences I love the humor the ending was a little flimsy but I've seen worse action movies and I liked it better than this final movie that I'm gonna be discussing And I'll talk about that after the break. And we're back. Um, Hopefully you can't hear my fan going on in the background. It's like hot upstairs in my office. Like, you know, the saying is hot air travels to the top. And I don't know what's going on with my air. And, like, I had another fan, but the other fan will be definitely be too loud. So I have a little desktop fan. So if you hear buzzing, hopefully you won't. But if you do hear buzzing, it's just my um, fan. So sorry about that. I'm fat. And I don't want to sweat and get sweat in places that you don't even know about. Anyways, I'm rambling. So um, the next movie I will be discussing... Um, it came out this it came out in July as well uh and it's got a runtime of about like like about an hour and 51 minutes so about two hours um the movie I'm talking about is Gunpowder Milkshake it is um it stars Karen Gillan um Luna Hetty Carla Gugino um Angela Bassett Michelle Yao and Paul Giamatti and I thought it was funny how like both Karen and um Lena were cast as mother and daughter but there's only like a 14 year age difference I just found that to be funny anyways um it was directed by Navat I'm probably gonna butcher his last name um Pashu Pop Shadow (laughs) and um he also wrote the movie with Ehud La Visky. Hopefully I pronounced those names right. I feel like I butchered it. Please don't come for me. <laughs> but um I I thought it was an okay movie. Like I love the cinematography. Like it was beautifully shot. Like it was colorful. It was very eye-catching. The action sequences 
were bananas and really entertaining and just because I remember watching the trailers like one of those trailers I watched again and I was like holy shit I have to see that when it comes out so when I saw it that was available on Netflix which it is by the way I was like excited but and I did like the characters like especially like the dynamic between um the mother and daughter and like how um basically the main character is um she has a change of heart as far as like an assignment goes and she is looking after this little girl and I like the dynamic between her and a little girl I like the um how the kid wasn't like screaming and she wasn't like you know being an annoying kid which could have been written like that but you know she held her own and she handled the situation a lot better than I would have and I'm a grown-ass woman so I will say the casting was great um I'll say 95% of the casting was great. There was like some characters in the film where I was just like, huh, okay. Um, but like I said, I like the dynamic of the women, especially ones in charge of the library. There was one goof in the movie that is like really, really noticeable. Um, where like the main character get, like gets shot in the shoulder and there's like a gunshot wound and you can definitely see there was a screw up with that. But I mean, that's just one small thing that I could overlook my husband made a big deal about it because I think after he saw that he kind of like did an eye roll with the movie but boys that's all I'm gonna say so for the most part I did like it for those reasons however um the story itself was a little underwhelming I feel like and plus like there was the whole tie-in with the Russians which seems to be a common thing but I was still kind of confused about like that especially like I guess the there was like this one Russian that was like in charge of like the group that was after the main character and I feel like he could have been more menacing one and two not to give her anything away he kind of gets away so I'm just like all right so this motherfucker just climbs out the window we're not going to acknowledge that because nobody really brought it up after that. So maybe it'll be brought up in the sequel because, again, this one um, this one definitely was set up for a sequel. And as far as I know, I know a sequel is in development. I think it was in development before the movie, the first movie officially got released. Um, but I could be wrong. And plus, like, another thing I had a little question about, and maybe it was explained. It's like, um, basically... I guess, like, the, the main character ends up with the kid because her father is, like, gets into, like, the shady deal with, like, these bearer bonds or whatever, and he has to deliver them to this group of guys, but I feel like they could have delved in more to why he has the bearer bonds, like, did he steal them from the company, they found out, like, those three guys found out about it, or, like, I don't know, I feel like that could have been explained a little bit better or a little more clearer, either way, that doesn't really, like, it's not a huge, like, important part of the story, but it just kind of bothered me a little bit, and also... There's, like, another thing that kind of bothered me, and it's, like, probably me being, like, just, like, kind of meticulous about details and stuff. The main character's getaway car, I didn't fucking get it, because I'm just, like, I know you're trying to be inconspicuous, but of all the cars to pick, you're gonna pick that tiny-ass, bright-ass red one, and I'm, like, as an assassin, that's a terrible car, <laughs> but, you know, that's just me, and that's just me being picky about details, um, but like I said, overall, it was pretty great. I mean, I'm not gonna say pretty great. Overall, it's pretty decent. Maybe I'll watch it again, like, one of those days I get bored. And like I said, um, the plot could have been a little bit better. I do like how they did set it up for a sequel. And, um, 
I did like the dynamic of the women. Like, the action sequences were insane. Like, Michelle Yao's character, holy shit. Like, she killed, like, out of all those women, I was just like, damn. So, I thought it was great. Even, like, Angela Bassett. Like, Angela Bassett did a great job. However, maybe it's just me. Like, her resting bitch face kind of bothered me in this movie. Because maybe it was because she didn't have any makeup on. But it's just like... I don't know. Just something about it kind of just like rubbed me the wrong way. I don't know what it was. <laughs> but for the most part, it's a decent movie. Um, like I said, it's available on Netflix. And can't wait to see how the sequel turns out. So I will say out of those three movies, um, I did like Black Widow the best. For obvious reasons Joel I thought was okay up until the end and gunpowder milkshake I will all right I'm not gonna say I didn't like it but I guess maybe I did like that a little bit better than Joel it's just I was just after watching I was like a little disappointed about how it turned out it wasn't bad but I guess like from the trailer to what I saw was just two different things which happens you know obviously but I did like the fact that like of those three movies is showing like this resurgence of like female action stars i mean i've always been a fan of like female driven movies or just action movies in general but like i love the fact when um i love when there's a female like lead like especially in movies like um kill bill you know volumes one and two obviously um the movie lucy which a lot of people didn't like but i personally liked it and that's also starring you know scarlett johansson um the movie Proud Mary, um, starring Taraji P. Henson. And there's other movies. I mean, obviously, there's, like, Wonder Woman and, you know, Captain Marvel. Um, plus, there's, like, if you want to go further back, you can talk about movies like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. That's, like, female-driven. And, like, you know, the cinematography in those movies were, like, um, like, and that movie was amazing. And, like, I feel like a good prototype for, like, these type of women and these type of action stars is, um... There's a movie called um, The Long Kiss Goodnight and it's starring like Gina Davis. It's like, it's a deep cut. It also has Samuel L. Jackson in it. And I personally think you should got, like, if you guys are into that or just like something that kind of want, like if this kind of genre piques your interest, I suggest watching that movie. And like I said, um, I do like that there's a female resurgence in like action stars and like, you know, we'll see how Hollywood takes it, you know, and we'll just see you know, we'll just go from there. And, um, I do want to give a quick shout out to, um, Pond Press as well as, um, two brothers sitting at a water cooler. I feel like I always mess up their name. And then also popping the popcorn. Um, she's a new follower and I've been listening to her reviews lately and I like her and hopefully she's listening. Thank you for the follow. I appreciate it. And hopefully me, you can like, talk soon i would love to have you as a guest on the show and um like i um, said with the other two shout outs um i reached out to them and they were giving me some like advice as far as like um this podcast is concerned and i appreciate them like taking the time out to reach out to me so just wanted to say hi to you guys and on that note i'm going to wrap things up um next episode i'm thinking about um thinking about doing another segment of hear me out (laughs) and it is going to be chris evans related again um, I do have, like, like I said, I did want to go over a list of his films. Cause like I said, outside of the MCU, he is a pretty decent actor. Um, I'm just debating whether or not I'm going to do, it's like a toss up between the Fantastic Four movies or not another team movie, which was 
one of the first movies he was ever in. Not, I don't think it was his first one, but it was like the first one that we all know about that he was in. So, um, maybe I'll do a poll on, um, Instagram. You guys can help me make that decision, but, um, hopefully you guys have a great weekend. Stay safe. Um, stay out of trouble. Um, I guess I know with this new Delta variant going on, uh, if you guys are going back to wearing masks, please do. I think me, like, well, me and my husband have started going back to it. My daughter has obviously been wearing hers because she's not vaccinated yet, even though me and him are. And like I said, you guys just be safe out there. Enjoy your summer. Make good decisions. Um, and just be kind kind to each other because kindness is gangster. And talk to you soon. Thank you.